Hi everyone! Welcome to another mini-sode. Today we are doing messages from the Narnians and we actually have a voicemail from Adam, one of our patrons. Thank you so much, Adam. It was super fun to hear what you have to say. So we're gonna play that for you now and then talk back to it a little bit. Hi, Bethany and Katie. This is Adam here in Ohio. Thank you so much for making your podcast. I'm very glad that when I randomly decided to search Christian Narnia podcast that yours came up. I think you do such a good job, and I like your style, and your editing is very good. I just had a couple of thoughts about the location of the tree um, where they come in to Narnia. Uh, did Mr. Tumnus just build his house by the lamppost because it was the only evidence of Earth, and that if humans were to appear, that it might as well be around there. Um, if this wasn't his thinking process, then maybe Aslan just made the portal appear right where Mr. Tumnus was in order to start the story. I know that he's done that in other books. You know, the, the portal appears kind of where he wants it to be. This reminds me of how God kind of puts us in a, in a place where we could serve others if we pray and we ask for help and vice versa. You know, if people ask for help, we can be influenced by the Spirit and, and be there for somebody. In order for this to happen, we have to first be in a position where we can be open to that little voice and hear it, you know, and not be so crowded by the rustle and bustle of the world or you know, always having our headphones in, listening to something, or always working constantly. If we give ourselves time to be there and just be silent and, and meditate and pray, uh, we can feel these impressions. I love Betty's story about being on a four-day canoeing trip and not worrying about the world and just, you know, having the phone off and being in a position where you could just enjoy the world and God's creations. And I have actually a little project set up on Instagram called No Phone Friday, where uh, I try to help people find time that would be every Friday to, you know, put the phone down and use it the least you can. You know, if, if not at all, that'd be great, but the least you can, uh, especially on Fridays. I know when I do this, I just feel so free. You know, I could do anything. I could be so focused to, in what I'm working on, whether it's, you know, school or work or, you know, just being in the moment. Well, I'm still on the subject of Mr. Tumnus. I always thought he was so interesting ever since I watched him in the movies. Um, but I thought it was cool that we pointed out how he had so many books about humans and how he was studying them. And I never picked that up before. And I thought it was kind of interesting how they thought that man was a myth. You know, it's been so long since Narnia was created and everything. That kind of reminded me of Prince Caspian, we haven't gotten there yet, um, but it was kind of the other way around, right, where uh, man was thinking that all the, you know, the fairy tale creatures were a myth. It's crazy to think that something as important as the existence of a species can disappear, you know, due to not keeping good records or, you know, hushing it up if you wanted to. Um, we need to keep records of our own, you know, for other, maybe m multiple reasons, but I think it's a good idea to keep records of the journal, you know. What if the apostles didn't keep records of Christ, you know, and his acts? We wouldn't have the scriptures. 
so I think it's, it's super important to keep records, um, you know, learn for history and a bunch of other reasons. Anyways, those are my thoughts. Uh, probably went on for too long, but I'll send some more if I could find some time. But keep up the good work. Have a good day. Bye. Adam, these are such great thoughts. Thank you so much. Cool. So I loved your question or your thought about why Mr. Tumnus lived so close to the lamppost. Obviously super important for the story. He wouldn't have been coming home doing his shopping and run into a daughter of Eve if he didn't live there. Right. It didn't even occur to me to ask that question. Right. But it makes sense if he's a spy for the witch that he'd be looking out for humans. And also just because he's so interested in humans, as you also brought up with all his books. I think he ended up feeling sucked into spying for the witch partly out of his fascination with humans. Definitely. So one suggestion you made I thought was really good that he decided to live there on purpose to be close to this lamppost that's somehow connected with humankind. Yeah, I think I agree with that one. I do too. It seems like something he would do. Mm-hmm. Although then you have to wonder what is the knowledge people have about this lamppost that it is connected with sons and daughters of Adam and Eve. Well, maybe other people don't realize that, but Tumnus has studied enough that he has figured it out, possibly. Oh, that could be. He does remember a lot of the old stories. But you also, Adam mentioned the idea that Aslan chooses to open the portal here near Tumnus's house on purpose so that Lucy and Mr. Tumnus will meet each other. And whether it's because Tumnus lived there on purpose or even if he didn't know at all, I think that's certainly in play. Well, yeah, because the wardrobe doesn't always work that way. Mm-hmm. And she could have shown up at other important sites, like wherever the tree was that Diggory planted, or I'm sure there have been other locations. Whatever reason, Aslan does lead Lucy and Mr. Tumnus together. And it's not like either it's Mr. Tumnus's agency or it's Aslan's, like they often could work together. Or in this case, Mr. Tumnus is actually working for an opposite goal from Aslan. He's trying to catch Lucy, but Aslan uses it for good in the end anyway. Like, Mr. Tumnus wasn't really paying attention in the right way. You know, he had his earbuds in or something. (laughs) And yet, thanks be to God, God still catches us and works with us when we're headed in the wrong direction. But I love what you're saying about working with God and don't be like a horse or mule that you have to lead with a bit and bridle or else it won't come to you. Right. Be open and ready to hear God's instruction. Well, and I love that your understanding of that ties so much into how connected we are to technology and how dependent we can get on that. Mm. And that if we let ourselves step away and kind of have a free space and a free mind, then it's easier to hear God's voice. I love that idea of no phone Fridays. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, I'd like to try that. Fridays are my day off and I don't have to be on my phone as much. Might as well make a point of it. Mm -hmm. Technological Sabbath. Yeah. And as for your thoughts about mythology of humans and then later on in Prince Caspian, the mythology of Narnians, Mm -hmm. I think you're spot on. I journal pretty regularly and I always have. And even though I really don't think that other people are going to read these journals, I've found keeping a record of my own life to be really helpful. I've looked back and been able to remember or I've wondered to myself, I wonder what I did on this exact date three years ago and I could Mm -hmm. find out. It's actually pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I have never met someone who logs away things like that and regrets it. (laughs) Right. And even if it's not in the same like keeping track of everything that happens, I think people and cultures always pass on what they really care about. Mm -hmm. So stories that matter to a culture are going to be the ones that last. And if you stop rehearsing a story, 
you'll forget it. I think that's why, you know, it's so important for a lot of American Indian tribes right now to be teaching their children their language and passing on their stories. Absolutely, because so many of their stories have to be told by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And same, just like you're saying with, I mean, the apostles writing down the gospel stories and same thing for us now. It doesn't have to be in a formal Sunday school setting necessarily, but somewhere or other, we need to be speaking and living these stories day by day, teaching them to our children and to each other. If they matter to us, we just will. And well, it's not that they're going to disappear, but they'll disappear from us and we'll lose them. That's true. We have to practice saying them out loud. Uh huh. And that includes God's presence in our own lives. Oh, yeah. Telling the stories of our own experience with Jesus. Hmm. I think sometimes in my life I've been too nervous to want to say, oh, yeah, this was God working. Like I'm, you know, not quite sure enough of myself or something. Yeah. But I think that's really so important for Christian community to be encouraging each other with the stories of at least what we see God doing as we practice that. It might even become clearer. Right. Well, thank you so much for sharing these thoughts, Adam. It's really helpful to receive feedback from our listeners. And Mm -hmm. so we're just really grateful to you. And if anybody ever feels like sending in a message like this, we promise we'll ask your permission before hosting it on the podcast. (laughs) Adam, you have a wonderful day too. And same for all of you listeners. Bye.